0: Praise the Lord. We thank God for His Word. In fact, the message has already gone forth through the mouth of Jehovah, our God. And so, we are happy that the light of God has already come in. And in fact, my message this morning is centered on the light of God. And God has already taken over. He has poured it out already. We give thanks to God in the name of Jesus. The message this morning I have is taken from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 8 verse 4. Ecclesiastes 8 4. Where the word is, there is power. That is the message. Let us pray. Father, thank you this morning that you have brought us together. As your people. And you have already shown. Your light is in our midst. That your presence in our, is in our midst. Lord what else will I say? Have your way. Lord have your way in this meeting. Take over. Today. We, we are looking unto you. That you will demonstrate. The Pentecost of our time. Even this place today. So, Father, take over. Let this light begin to burn in every life, in every spirit, in every heart, in this place. That this place be completely taken over by our God, by the Spirit of God. No man's way will prevail from now. Holy Spirit of God, take over. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus'
1: name we pray. Where
0: the word is, there is power. And I was looking at this message, and I discovered that the word of God comes in three forms, three definite forms. And I want us to share it. The spoken word of God, which comes as light. That is the first form of word of God. The spoken word. It comes as light. And another form of the word of God is the word itself. The word of God itself. And this word of God, the Bible says, was there in the beginning. And this word is God himself. And this word is Jesus Christ. So there is a spoken word which comes as light of God. And that is life of man. And that is the life that lightens the whole existence. That is the spoken word. The word itself is God himself. And another form of the word is the word that is the spirit of God. It comes as spirit. So everything we look at, whether spoken or whether the Word itself, or whether as the Spirit of God, the Word of God is God. That is the summary. And in Genesis chapter 3, chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, the Bible said, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. But if you look at that place, you see that the light that came that time is not the light of moon, sun, or star. It's not a lamp or candle. Because the light of moon, sun, and star was created in Genesis chapter 1 verse 14. So the light in Genesis 1 verse 3 is not the light of the moon, sun, or star. That one is the light of the world. And this light in verse 3 of Genesis is the power of God. It changed beginning. You know, the Bible says in the beginning the earth was void and no form and darkness filled it. That light was the light that changed that beginning to something beautiful. It transformed the beginning which was void, which was full of darkness. It changed it to the beautiful earth that we live now, which has land, sea, day and night. So that light of the word of God is light that transforms. It's light that changes. It light that brings about something that is void, something that is confused. It will bring it to a beautiful state. Praise the Lord. And that light is coming upon somebody today in the name of Jesus. That is the light we need. And that is the light of life. And if you go down in that Genesis, chapter 1, verse 20, you see the oppression of the spoken word. The first one in verse 3 said, Let there be light and light came and the whole earth took shape and became beautiful. Then in verse 20 he said, by spoken word, God said, let water bring forth all the creatures in the water. That power of word brought forth the fishes, the crayfish, everything you see in the water came from water by the spoken word of God. Word of God is power, and word of God is God. And in verse 24, the same word, the spoken word, by spoken word, God said, "Let the earth bring forth its creatures." cattle sheep and goat and the all kinds of creatures on the ground. they sprang off from the ground. That is the power in the spoken word. The, spoken, the word of God is God. And look at each of these one. He said, let the water bring forth. Let the earth bring forth. And everything was made. But when he came to you and me, human beings, God changed style. In verse 26, he said, let us make man. Man was not brought forth from anything. Man was made by him. And he said, let's make man in our nature. And if you see everything that God created, only man is the one that stands erect with the head up. That is the way angels stand. That is the way God stands. That is the way Jesus Christ himself stood. That is, the, the man was not brought forth from anything. Man was made by God himself in God's own image. Do you know why? God wanted man or wants man or want you to carry his word, that word of power. You know God is the only one carrying his word. And he drops it and something happens. Changes take place. Creation take place. And God wanted the man to be like him so that he can carry the word. So that you can speak the word and something will happen. Praise the Lord. It will take place today in Jesus' name. Amen. That word is coming your way. You will carry the word of God. Say, I will carry the word of God. Amen. And you need to qualify to carry the word of God. It's not everybody that can carry the word of God. In Psalm 33, verses, the Bible says, By spoken word of God, were heavens made, and all the host of them by the bread of his mouth. By spoken word of God, everything was made, heaven was made, earth was made. Because man was made in his image, we are carrying we are carriers of the word. And God had enough mercy and enough concession and consideration, he even deposited his word in the Bible. The word is there. And we need to chop it, we need to eat it, we need to drink it in order to accumulate it you know, so that we can carry the word of God. Anywhere we drop it, something will happen. Praise the Lord. Now, in John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. If you look at the... the, the same, I, I'm, I'm going back to the, the word of God as light again. In that place he said, In Him was life... And the life was the light of men. In who is this life? In Christ Jesus. He said, "In Him was life, and life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not." This light is the same light in Genesis chapter one verse three. This light is life of men. If you don't have it, <laughs> you are not a man. You are not a human being. You are an animal. That is what it means, because it's the light of men, and it is in fact in verse nine of John chapter one. He said, "This light is the true light that lighted every man that cometh into the world." Are you not in the world? Is this light in you? If this light does not lighten you, if you are not in the world, you are not even a human being, you, maybe you were brought forth from the ground or from water. You are not made by God. But any man that is made by God, that came into the world by creation, by God's making, must carry this light. Say, I must carry this light. I want to tell you something that, we, you will, that will carry you almost for the rest of life this morning. Because this light of God is so important. If you don't have it, you are, not, you are not in this world by making of God. Maybe you were brought forth like the fish and like the cattle and goat. But I'm sure that is not your portion in Jesus' name. And the Bible says... That when this light, that darkness does not comprehend this light. <laughs> darkness does not understand this type of light. Because anywhere this light comes, which is the word of God, which is the light of God, anywhere it comes, darkness starts running away. You may think it's the, it's the type of darkness that is in the night. It's not that type of darkness. The darkness the Bible is talking about is sin. Wherever this word enters, sin cannot stay there. Bad things cannot be happening alongside where this light of the word of God is. No, it's not possible. And that is why the Bible says that where the word is, there is light, so darkness cannot stay there, and there is life. And that is the life that giveth light unto man, that makes man the man he is. And only man has it. Only man has this. Is the, the life that lightens man. Animals don't have it. Then, let me explain number two. The word as a personality. The word of God is a personality. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And later in John chapter 1, verse 14, he said that the, the, the word became flesh, and later we discovered that this flesh it became is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So the word of God is a personality, the word of God is Jesus, the word of God is God, the word of God is the spirit of God. So it's a personality, and wherever He is. There is power there. There is power. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4, where we took this topic, where the word is, where Christ is, there is power, there is light, there is truth, there is way. And you cannot miss your road if you have that kind of light. I don't mean candle, it's not candle, it's not this type of light you are looking at. It's a special kind of light, a transforming light. But for you to carry it, there is a qualification. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, the Bible said, Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who be in the form of God, Stop it not robbery to be one with God. But made himself of no reputation and took the form of a servant, a slave. That that kind of mind should be in you. That is what the Bible is requesting us to. If you want to speak the word of God with power, this mind must be in you. The type of mind that was in Christ Jesus. You must take the form of Jesus. Your character must be like that of Jesus. Your behavior, your focus must be like Jesus. You must strive to serve and please God. That is what Jesus was doing. And that mind must be in you. For you to carry the word of God. What are these mind? The mind of humility. The mind of simplicity. The mind of total surrender. The mind of submission. The mind to please God. The mind to do the will of God. Not your will. Not what you want. Not as I like. Not the time you want. Your struggle will be to put God first. And make sure you are pleasing God. Praise the Lord. Say, I will please God. From today, I will please God. Brother, let it be serious that you will please God. Not just yourself. If you are prepared to carry the word of God, that is exactly what you will do. Then the third one, another version of the word of God Is the word of God a spirit? The word is spirit. The Bible says in Acts of Apostle chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. In other words, Holy Ghost, which is also the word of God, is full of power. Without him, no power. Without the Holy Ghost, no power. Without the Word, no power. Without the light of God, no power. (laughs) Let me tell you. Let nobody think that he has power. (laughs) Because the Bible has made it clear. Except, Except you are carrying the Word. Except you are carrying the Holy Ghost. In John chapter 16 verse 7 john sixteen seven. the bible said or rather jesus said if i go not away the comforter which is the holy ghost which is the power that you need will not come but if i go away i will send him i will send him because that is the power you need to walk that is the power you need to be a christian that is the power you need to serve God. And you need to serve God because you are made in the image of God. In fact, your duty is to serve God and to please God. These are the, that is the power that a Christian needs. The light of the Word of God. The Word of God itself. And the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. In Revelation 21, verse 22, Revelation 21, 22, look at what the Bible said. And I saw no temple therein. John, John was taken in the Spirit into heaven, into the paradise of God, and he did not see any temple there. That is what that place is there. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God... And the lamp are uh, the temple of it, and the city had no need of sun or moon. For the glory of God lightens it, and the lamp is the is the light. Hi, Jesus Himself is the light of heaven. There is no need for moon, sun, or star. That is why I told you that that light. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, it's not the light of, of this one you are looking at. No. It is, it's a special light that is inside Christ Jesus. Wherever it comes, there is power, there is change, there is transformation, there is salvation, there is deliverance, there is progress. That is the light we are talking about. And Jesus is the light of God. Jesus is the glory of God. He enlightens the city of heaven, the city of God. <laughs> there is no need for moon, no need for candle, no need for lamp. And in John chapter 6 verse 63, John 6 63, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. <laughs> the word of God is spirit and is also life. In other words, when you accumulate enough word of God, <laughs> you, have, you have accumulated the spirit of God, and you have life, and you have power, and you have authority. <laughs> the political power is, is worldly power, it's just nonsense power, gone and machete power. That one is not power. There's a power you speak the word. And the gun becomes another thing. The gun becomes wood. And everything as spoken will begin to happen without any effort. You just speak the word. The word of God is spirit and is life. I thank God for our team this year. Men should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. In Matthew 4, verse 4. In other words, you need the word of God more than bread, more than food, more than beer, more than all those things people call enjoyment. You need the word of God more than all those things. All those things are secondary. In fact, they are not even important. In Deuteronomy chapter six, verse six, I'm just trying to show you what the Word of God means and how much you need it, and how much you you should desire it. Deuteronomy six, verse six, the Bible said, "The word which I command you this day, thou shalt teach them." Hey, this Word of God, you must teach it to, to every member of your family. You must teach it anywhere you go. You must, thou shall teach them. Thou shalt use it. You should write it in your heart. And on your doorpost. Uh, do you know, when something is so important, that is what God means. Write it in your heart so you won't say you forgot it at home. When you are going. Write it in your doorpost so that when you are coming or going out, you will remember it. If the word of God is so important that we must write in our heart, we must use it, we must write in, the, in our doorpost, Haba, this word that God commanded us today, we must remember in the name of Jesus. You need the word of God for every bit of your life. In Psalm 119, verse 11, the Bible said, that is what David said, that man like God, oh, He said, that word I hid in my heart, that I sin not. Do you know sin runs away from the light that is in the word of God. So when you have it in your heart, you will not be able to sin. No matter how that sin comes. If you have enough word in your heart, you will not be able to sin. That's why David hides the word of God in his heart. And is carrying it. So that he will not sin. So, brother, you must retain the word of God in your heart. Say, I will put the word of God in my heart. Yes, you need it too, and I need it too. In that Psalm 119, verse 105, he said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. The word of God is a lamp. In other words, if you don't have the word of God, you will be stumbling. You will see road. You will fall into gutter, into ditch. But, I thank God for this church because the word of God is being divided. And so we will not fall. Praise the Lord. In the same Psalm 119 verse 130, He said, The entrance of your word giveth light and and giveth understanding. (laughs) When the light of God, when the word of God enters into your heart, it will give you a light. You will see clearly. And you will also have understanding. Nobody will cheat you. Nobody will confuse you. Nobody will lead you into sin. Or, me, or take you into misbehavior. You won't agree. Because the light of God, it has entered. So it will give you light. It will also give you understanding. Praise the Lord. No wonder. Jesus told his disciples, "Tarry ye in Jerusalem until you have been with power. That's Luke 24. You must wait to... <laughs> don't go anywhere <laughs> until you get this word. Do you understand what that place is saying? Carry you in Jerusalem. Don't go out. Don't go to a minister. Don't work for me yet. I didn't send you until you get this power. You won't be able to walk. You won't be able to go ahead and do anything. You can't achieve without this word. So, wait here. Carry in Jerusalem until... If you don't get that power, don't step out. That is why we are here today. We want to get the power. Say, I want to get the power. Some of you are not saying what I'm saying. You know, there is power in the spoken word. Make sure you make use of your mouth. (laughs) There's power in the spoken word. As you say it, so it is for you. Praise the Lord. I repeat again. I will get this power today. today. Uh You will get it too. You need it. And I need it too. And the disciples, they obeyed. (laughs) There's one good thing about obedience. They obeyed. So they tarried. They tarried. They waited. If you want the power, you must tarry. If you want the power, you must study the word. If you want the power, you must crown the world. You must swallow the world. You must eat the word. And in Acts of Apostle chapter 2, verse 1, you know, they have waited enough. <laughs> and on the day of the Pentecost came. And the Bible says, On the day of the Pentecost, suddenly there came sound of a rushing mighty wind. With cloven tongues of fire. Resting upon them. That power came that day. Hallelujah. Your own power is coming today. I said your own power is coming today. That power. That cloven tongues. Will rest upon you today. Today is our own pentacle. We want to a repeat of it today. And God will honor it in the name of Jesus. I so brother. God is waiting for somebody to be empowered, to be a warrior who has parried, who has waited, who has swallowed some word of God. God is looking for that person and that person will be loaded with power. And that power is coming your way again today in the name of Jesus. I want to share this testimony, very simple. One day, as I was asking God... To show me this um, rapture. How will it happen? In fact, God showed me three dimensions of it. But let me show one. I was sleeping in a dream tra- I call it dream trance. Because that dream was so clear that as if I was awake. So that's why I say in a dream trance. I saw the whole world in commotion. I mean the whole world. In commotion. Everybody running, hurt us, And they were looking. And when I saw the commotion, I came out. I don't know where I was, though, that I was in the whole world. Though. So, but when I came out, I saw everybody running, looking for where to go. Because they say that rapture was getting near. And there are bosses. I don't know how bosses appeared in that dream. This boss I'm talking about, each one, the only thing that will make you to know that it's a boss is when you see the face, you see its motto. But the back is so big, it's as big as the whole of G R A. One boss, and there are many like that, lined up to carry the whole world. And each bus was going to a destination. And if you enter the wrong one, it will carry you to a wrong destination. But if you enter the good one, it will carry you to a good place where you will be safe. That is the reason for the commotion. And so people were running, looking for the... People don't know which one to enter. Which one to carry you to where. And so, as that commotion was on, I came out from where I don't know. Looking also the one I will enter. Lo and behold, I saw a lot of believers. And these believers, when they saw me, they said, ah, look at, look at uh, Pastor Marie. Let us go to him. Let us follow him. That he will be able to know the, the one we will enter. I said, they followed me. I don't even know how I was looking. I went through the big square. And I started entering one bus. And they followed me. These believers, we all entered. We entered. After we entered, they started closing the door of this bus. It took almost ten minutes to close the door. Because what I was hearing is B. They closed number one, B. they were closing and closing until the the doors of the bus was closed and as soon as the last door was shut every place was calm, dead, quiet we were seated and every place was quiet and in that quiet mood an announcement came, a very single beautiful voice came you say rapture is about to take place. Get your Bible, open it, and begin to read. So that you will acquire enough of word that will help you to
1: rapture, to fly. If you don't have enough word, you will be left behind.
0: Man, I had my Bible there. I opened my own. I opened it. I begin to read. The way we were reading the Bible is not the way you read the Bible today. We were just chopping the Bible. <laughs> we were. Everybody, you know, it's believers that entered that bus. So almost everybody had Bible. <laughs> Those that didn't have Bible were in trouble that day. Because it means you will rapture, you will go up when the sound comes. So, we were chopping the Bible, eating the Bible, then I woke up from that, from that sleep, that trans sleep. And so, it became clear to me that <laughs> if you don't have enough Word of God, you won't have to go and read the Bible from today. Go and study. The Bible says, study the Word, study to show yourself approved. Of a workman man that can be trusted. And that one was number one thing that made me... Do you know, <laughs> when I wake up every morning, I will just sit, I will relax in my room, and open. The, I will consume about three chapters before I leave the room. I do it now. Now. I say now. You can start doing it. If you want to rapture. If you want to go to heaven. God, God wants... Us to have enough word because the word of God is the important thing that we need. In Acts of Perpetual, chapter 6, verse 7 and the word of God increased, and the disciples multiplied, and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders. It's only when the word of God increases <laughs> that you can do signs and wonders. And the word of God multiplied. When the word of God multiply, when the word of God increase, there will be signs and wonders. You will do signs and wonders if you acquire enough word of God. If you are in an entity, if you don't know the, have not acquired any word of God, you are just coming to church for nothing. And, the, and the, it means the rapture will not take place. Praise the Lord. Now, let me tell The condition for the word. There is a condition for you to carry the word of God. There is a condition for you to have it. Because God wants you to have it. God wants you to acquire it. There is a condition. Everybody is not qualified to to carry the word of God. Or to hold the word of God. There is a condition. For instance, a fornicator cannot have the word of God. The word will run away from you if you're a fornicator. If you are an adulterer, you cannot carry the word of God. If you are a drunkard, with, with the word of God stay there. It will run. Just imagine you have acquired the word of God. Do you know the word of God is God? Eh? And you have it in your inside you and you carry alcohol and begin to pour. You are pouring alcohol in the head of Jesus. Will you run? Even me, will run. Haba, it's not, it's not possible. or oh, you carry smoke. inside the head of Jesus, inside you. Will he stay? If the post smoke on you, won't you even run? will your eye begin to pain you? You will run. So if you're a smoker, definitely you have no business with the Word of God. If you're drunkard. You cannot, have, you cannot carry the word of God. If you are a cheat, you tell lies. <laughs> Jesus is inside you and you are telling lies with your mouth. Will he stay there? He will run. If you are a, if you are a liar, if you are disobedient, if you are a non-believer, it will work. Or you are dressing, you are dressing to expose your body, like some of the girls do. What am I doing with your leg? Can't you cover it? With your breast? Can't you cover it? If you are doing like that, will Jesus stay there? If your body no longer temple of Holy Ghost, that is what the Bible said, that your body is the temple of Holy Ghost. It must be adorned. It must be kept well. So these are conditions. The word of God is Christ. The word of God is holy. The word of God is light. The word of God is God. The word of God is glory of God. The word of God is Holy Ghost. And so, if you want to carry it, <laughs> you must be careful how your body is. Wherever the word is, there is power. Sin will run away. This careless life will run away. Everything that is not good
1: will run away. Because the word of God is God. God. And so,
0: if you are doing any of these things, you are vacating Jesus from your life. If you are involved in any of these bad habits and bad manners, you vacate Jesus. Say, I will not vacate the Lord. Say it again. Say it a third time. I am not going to vacate Jesus. I will carry Him. I will make myself in a state that will be able to contain Him so that He can stay. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 19, the Bible says, For it pleased God that in Christ should all his fullness dwell. (laughs) This God is so wonderful. He dumped all his fullness. Everything about God is dropped inside Jesus. Hallelujah. So when you have Jesus, you are having God already. You are having Holy Ghost. You have everything. And in 2 Timothy 2 verse 15, the Bible said, To study, to show yourself approved. You must study the word, you must acquire the word, you must gather the word. The word of God must be enough in you, so that you will be approved. You are qualified. No wonder in Matthew 28 verse 18, the Bible said that, Jesus said that all power is given to me in heaven and the earth. And he's commanding us to go into all the earth to teach the people, to teach the gospel, to teach the word, because they need the word. They we need the word, they need the word to evangelize. In Hebrews seven, verse twenty one. I'm trying to rush a little bit so that I cover it because we shall go into Holy Ghost ministration for those who desire Holy Ghost today. In Hebrews seven twenty one, the Bible said the Lord swore, I will not repent. That Jesus Christ is the Prince forever after the order of Melchizedek. Jesus was made a surety of a better testament to God. There's no better testament, there's no better priest, there's no better covenant. And so where this Jesus is, power is there. And Jesus Christ is the Word. Power is there. There's another testimony. A young three young girls (laughs) they were praying. They were having night vigil. These three young girls are born again. They are believers. They are born again. And so one day they were having night vigil in Nairobi in Kenya. And after about one a.m. they began to pray. And they began to do a warfare prayer, and you know what they prayed? Every witchcraft gathering, every occultic meeting, wherever you are located, scatter by fire. That was what they said. Smoke rose from that little room they were, and went. At that time, the witches' congress was holding at the bed of Atlantic Ocean. The smoke came to that place and began to choke them. And they gasped and they ran and they scattered, the meeting scattered, just like those three little girls said. And when they scattered, the principality among them said, what is this smoke? Where is it from? And he traced the smoke and came to Nairobi and saw Three little girls. I say, said, is this the people that is causing us this trouble? And he now tried to enter there to deal with uh, these three little girls. Fire increased and he was nearly roasted. And he struggled home. Do you know where he struggled home? To Benin. You know Benin is the headquarters of witches in Africa. If you don't know, I'm just telling you. That is the headquarters of witches in the whole Africa, I'm not saying Nigeria, and their principality, their leader, lives in Benin. And so he's struggled home. And when he got home, he became sick. In fact, all of them that he heard that fire became sick because they, they said they should be paralyzed, so they were paralyzed. For six months, witches could not operate. The Benin people had rest at that time. Praise the Lord. And after six months, the man recovered. The principality, he recovered. And he came out. I was walking because it's a big man. He lived in G.R.A., Benin. So he was walk, having a walk to know whether he has recovered enough. And was going to the primary school that a primary school that was around there in Benin. And he saw a lot of crowd. And behold, Bishop Idahosa was preaching. And exactly the time he came near to listen to who are these people was the time Idahosa called the Bible, Colossians chapter one, verse sixteen. And he began to read. Idahosa began to read. Colossians chapter 1 16. He said, For by him we are all things created that are in heaven or in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions, or principalities or powers, all oh, were created by him and for him. The man could judge. The man said, What the hell is this? Even principality, even nowhere. Even me, this man, the person that I'm talking created me. How about let me, let me, the man came nearer and stood to listen to who is this man? Me. And by the time the answer finished, he said that this man that created everything, including principalities, that if you can give your mass to him, he will give you power. He will transform you. He will do this for you. He will. And if you want to get that power, come near. The man ran, the man didn't know where he ran to the altar. Brother, today that man is a preacher of the gospel. Praise the Lord. Where the world is, there is power. The power to deliver, power for salvation, power for miracle, power for signs and wonders. That is the power that is in the name Jesus. I'll give you another testimony. There was a man. This testimony was shot by Watchman Nee. I don't know if some of you may have read that, the man's work. He said that there's an American, Mr. Pilgrim. He went to China to study, to do a PhD program. And he, he's born again. He's living an evangelist, but he's not filled with Holy Ghost. This Mr. Pilgrim. And he w- had been desiring Holy Ghost, like we will get today. We are desiring. Are you desiring Holy Ghost? Yes. Uh-huh. We will get it today. We will get him today, not it. You know, and this man was doing his PhD, and he completed his thesis. He had a faculty department and faculty defense. And so he was waiting for a examiner. And immediately as soon as the examiner comes, you become doctor. And so the man now said, Ah! In two months' time, I become Doctor Piggery, not Brother Piggery again. Ah! He was happy. He said, Now, nah, do you know what I will do? Because I'm not filled with Holy Ghost, even though I'm a believer. Let me now go into fasting and prayer. So he declared seven days fasting and prayer. He began to pray, God, fill me with Holy Ghost. I need it. So that when this, my PhD, come, I will be doing science awards as Dr. Pilgrim. And, and so, <laughs> you know what? That after the, on the seventh day of that his fasting,
1: the word of God
0: came to him. And you know what God said? Mr. Pilgrim, drop your PhD. If you want to get Holy Ghost baptism. This Holy Ghost baptism is very expensive. And so, the man said, what? Hey, the man could not believe what he had. He tried to ask God to, to discuss with God. God went away, no more voice. And so the man said, so good how can I leave this thing that is already in my hand? He prayed and prayed, no answer anymore. You know, God doesn't talk two times. And so, two weeks to the day his external examiner will come, that he will become Dr. Bigley. He made up his mind. He said, I value God more than anything. And I will do what God said I will do. But then he dropped. He wrote a letter that he is no longer, he was no longer interested in PAD and that they should stop their standard examiner from coming. That he has abandoned it. Then later put a wave in the university. And the vice-chancellor called him, he said he has said it. The vice-chancellor said, look, you want to put me, to put my university into trouble with America. You know it's an American. And therefore, I will call the whole assembly of the university so that you will tell them with your mouth, so that they will say, I stop giving you PhD. And so they called all the academia and the, and the students, and the, the vice chancellor was there too. And they said, uh, Mr. Pilgrim, tell this crowd, tell them what you have told me, so that I'll be out of America's trouble. And so the man stood up and told them about Jesus, and told them about the importance of the word, and I told them about his encounter with God, and told them how God wanted him to take an ocean, and he d- he has decided to take the Holy Ghost. It's not the fault of the university. And brethren, I, I want to beg you, if you have not received this Holy Ghost. Receive it now. The more I began ministration, there was tears and cries in the hall. More than, more than 3,000 gave their life instantly. Praise the Lord. And the man walked away, is now a great minister of God, traveling all over the world, that he didn't have P.A.D. He made the sacrifice of that P.A.D. Praise the Lord. then I want to challenge you that you must... There is a sacrifice you must make. Do you, what, what is it you like so much? Drop it so that you can get Holy Ghost. You can get the power of God. That is what you need more than anything else. There is nothing that you cannot drop to get this power, to get this Holy Ghost. I will still share another one, but that is the last one, and I will conclude. There is another one, Mr. Bond. This man also born again, but it's is not filled with Holy Ghost. I want to tell you, people that have sacrificed something for Holy Ghost, you have not sacrificed anything. I haven't seen most of us. Most of us are not ready even to, to sacrifice uh, even money. What is the simplest thing? Even fashion. You are not able to sacrifice fashion. You are not able to sacrifice a hot drink. You are not able to sacrifice beer. Or secret for Holy Ghost. Haba, People have sacrificed. Look at this man. He dropped his PhD to get Holy Spirit baptism. And today we are here for a Holy Ghost baptism. I must drop something. Say, I must drop something. Yes, try to check what you must drop so that you will get the Holy Ghost. And this man, a believer, but not filled with Holy Ghost, Mr. Bond. And he was in love with a girl, and this girl is just church goer, <laughs> church goer that is not born again. But this girl, the man liked her too much, oh. and if he sees this girl, his heart will limp with joy. He said, "I must marry this girl." But the young man, being born again and desiring Holy Ghost, he makes sure no canal knowledge that he loves the girl. So much, and the girl occupied her heart so much. But the girl, if he tells the girl, give your life to Jesus, the girl say, eh, born, leave it. This year, this year Jesus safe." The girl refused to give her life. but the guy wants to marry him. But the guy is born again, and the guy, the young man was also looking for Holy Ghost baptism, <laughs> and so he went into seven days fasting, like Mr. Pilgrim. And he do God fill me with Holy Ghost. I want to serve you. I've been serving you all these years, but I'm not filled with Holy Ghost. And so, uh, God said, God said, uh, Mr. Bond, go and read. Uh, we will all read this one. Oh. Go and read uh, Psalm 73, verse 25. He said, he get, that's the reply God gave him. Psalm 73, 25. Let me read it. I'm reading King James version of it. Psalm 73 25. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon the earth that I I desire beside thee. That was David talking. (laughs) David said, whom does he have in heaven except God? And in the whole earth, whom does he desire? Only God. Then God asks Mr. Bourne, can you say this like my servant David? And Mr. Bourne tears came into his eyes because he now discovered that that girl was all over his heart. All he desired in the earth was that girl that time. And so God said drop her. She has not believed. And so Mr. Bourne cried and did all he did, but he took a decision, and he dropped the girl. And as soon as he dropped the girl, he was filled with Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Brethren, there is something you must drop. In Luke chapter 1 verse 15, For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. Jesus, who is great... In fact, the Bible said that Jesus should not drink one or any hot st- drink. So, if, you're a brother, if, you want to, if you want Holy Ghost, like Jesus was filled with Holy Ghost, you need Holy Ghost, you will drop some of those habits. You drop wine, you drop drink, you drop enjoyment, you drop many things so that you can have the Holy Ghost. You will drop your boyfriend. You must drop your girlfriend. Especially when they are not when any or any part is not born again, you must drop alcohol. You must drop cigarette. You must drop strife and envy. You must dra- drop anger and fornication. You must drop selfishness. You must drop hatred and bitterness. You must drop vengeance. You must empty yourself so the Holy Ghost can come in. Holy Ghost can come in. But then that is the message of today. In Acts of Apostle chapter 19, verse 1, the Bible says, Paul asked the the Ephesians, Have you received the Holy Ghost? And they say, We have not so much had, if there be any Holy Ghost. Then he taught them the word of God, which I have taught you now. And he prayed with them. And the Bible says, When they prayed, the place was shaken, and they were filled with Holy Ghost. Brethren, um, the word of God also said in Jeremiah 1 verse 8 that God will watch over, God said, I will watch over my word. And to it. God is watching, this is our message today, and God is ready to release Holy Ghost. God is ready to release His power. God is ready to release His anointing. God is ready to re- release His power upon us. In fact, in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, the Bible said, If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give you Holy Ghost, if you desire it? I don't know if anybody here is desiring this Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a power you need. In Ephesians 5, verse 18, the Bible says, Be not drunk with wine in excess, but be ye filled with Holy Ghost. God is opening heaven to fill this church. To fill you and me with Holy Ghost. And God will do it in the name of Jesus. And so we are about to go into Holy Ghost baptism. And I want you to take a decision. Do you want Holy Ghost? Do you want Holy Ghost? I said, do you want Holy Ghost? Those that say yes, you are going to get a double anointing. And Holy Ghost baptism is for believers only. It's not for everybody. And in fact, this takes me to an explanation before we go into that. There are three types of believers on earth today. And the three are here. Three types. I want to classify so that you know where you are, so that you know how to pray, so that you still get Number one, the carnal believer, or the carnal man. You know, carnality is applied only to believers, so I want you to know this. A non-believer, you cannot describe a unbeliever as carnal, because he doesn't even believe, he doesn't know anything. There is nothing carnal about him. He is just a non-believer, he just a non-entity. When we will say carnal, so, you yeah, are carnal. We are talking to a believer. It's a believer that we can say you are kana. You cannot say, a, a to a non believer, a non entity, you cannot say you are kana. Which kana are you even talking? He will laugh at you. So, the kana believer is a believer that believes. He has given his life to Christ, so he's a believer. Kowei is a believer. But he has no respect for Holy Ghost. That you Kana. No respect for Holy Ghost. He has Holy Ghost as Barrel Pen. He can drop it here and go there and commit a little sin and regret and come back and take Holy Ghost again and put it in the pocket. That is a Kana Christian. That is a Kana believer. He has no regard the, the, the Holy Ghost is like a wallet. He can forget his wallet in the house and go to work and say, oh, I forgot it in the house. So <laughs> that is the believer. That's the way a believer is treating the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost is not returned permanently. And therefore, that person is not qualified. Even though a believer, he cannot serve God. He is not useful in service. Even though he's a believer, that is a Kanama. Kind of man. That is the canal kind of person. You can pick Holy Ghost and you can drop Holy Ghost. And when you pick him again, you repent or you even cry. And say, hey, God, have mercy on me. I will do it again. <laughs> but tomorrow, you drop him again and do small again. That is the, that's what we describe as carnality. That person is still ruled by carnal spirit. And let me show you their, their behavior, their characteristics, so that you will know. You can classify yourself, because most of us here are believers, but peradventure, I believer. But that one will be dropped today in Jesus' name. The cannot believer is full of strife. You quarrel so, a a believer, but <laughs> do a little thing, he starts quarreling with you. He's full of strife. He's full of envy. He's full of division. Divisive tendency. Anybody you see in our midst in the church that has divisive tendency, that has strife, that has envy, is a canna believer. He's a believer well, well, oh, but he's canner. And canner ones are not used by God. They are not useful. They are just in the house, warming the house. He is jealous. He is proud. A believer that proud, <laughs> is still proud is canner. It's unforgiven. He has hatred. Unforgiving spirit. He's easily irritated. He's a believer, <laughs> but do something with it. This is Bible. He will, he will flare up. Easily irritated. He's a carnal believer. God, God is not using that person well, well though. He's greedy. He's lust, lustful. He's selfish. He's worrisome. And let me know all this thing so that you know whether you are there. he's worrisome. He's anxious. And also he seeks for recognition. He wants you to know that he is the one that has done this thing. He, he seeks recognition. He's a believer. But he does all this thing. Then that person is a Kana believer. And that person is in a battle. He's, he's warring. Look at Galatians chapter five verse seventeen. Let me so that I finish describing the carnal believer, that, because that is the most important one, and we must drop it today, so that we we'll be filled with Holy Ghost. Galatians chapter five verse seventeen says, "For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary; the one to another. So you cannot do the things that you would." It will not allow you to do these things. The, the, the spirit and your flesh will be at battle every day. So you will not be able to do what you want to do or what God wants you to do or what the church wants you to do. You won't be able to do it. You are at war. That is a carnal believer. Now, let us look at the, the natural, no, the spiritual believer. The spiritual believer is a full believer. That is filled with Holy Ghost. He is like a bag of beans. The beans inside the bag, and the bag is sealed. If you come out in the morning, the beans are there. If you return tomorrow, the beans is still inside the bag. So Holy Ghost is still inside that believer, no matter where he goes, no matter what he's doing. The Holy Ghost is there. He doesn't drop it. That is the spiritual believer, and this spiritual believer, he has self-respect, he is humble, in fact, he has the character of Christ. Let me know where stand there. Is, is, that is the, the believer that God is using, that God wants to use and that God has in the church, because he is very stable. The Holy Ghost is inside there, no movement, so he will do the will of God. Now, the last one, the third group, is the natural man. The natural man is the unbeliever. He, he, is, he has not believed in Christ Jesus. But he believes in God, though. Satan also believes in God, isn't it? Uh-huh. The natural man believes that there is God. But God is just there, and he is here. So, he believes in God, of course. Ah, there is God now. Ah, God of heaven. there. He does not care. He does not... In fact, he doesn't know his left and right. Anything goes. He lives his life the way he wants. This group of people are the natural people. They are just living... A if there is sun, there is sun. If there is rain, there is rain. Anything goes. <laughs> I have classified these three groups... All of us that are here belong to one group. You know your group. Praise the Lord. And so we are going to start praying. We are beginning prayer and then Holy Ghost baptism. And so the first prayer we are going to pray is for God. Those that, that fall into the group of carnal believers, you will confess your sin, you will renounce it, you will surrender to God, You will believe God and you begin to obey God. You will reject carnality. That is the prayer. Then the natural man who does not believe the only the natural man doesn't need to confess anything. (laughs) He doesn't even need to renounce anything because he doesn't know anything in the beginning. All he needed to do is to give his life to Jesus. That is step one. You start the the natural man has to start. But for the spiritual man, it's okay. He will just ask God to feel me more. That is the prayer we are going to pray now. And the glory of God will come down. Amen. Just lift up your right hand and begin to confess your sin. If you are a carnal man, say, Lord, I drop carnality. If you have anything that has blocked you away from having access to the Holy Spirit of God, tell God, I drop it now. The natural man, an unbeliever, please give your life to Jesus. You just say, Lord, I give my life to you. Jesus, I give my life to you. And any person that has not yet you given your life to Jesus, begin to pray that prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I don't want to see you, I don't want to know you. Today is Holy Ghost Baptism Day. Today is the day of the Lord. You don't need to know me, you don't need to show me your hand. Just pray in your heart. If you in fact, it's between you and God. Just do it. If you have not given your life to Jesus, say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. I have had your word. I surrender my life to you. From today, you are my Lord and you are my God. If you are, if you are a believer already, That you are involved in these kind of characteristics, thank God, I drop greedy. I drop lustfulness. I drop selfishness. I drop worrisomeness. I drop stress and envy. I drop jealousy and pride and division. I am for God. I empty myself. I empty myself of everything that is blocking my way from walking with God. Lord Jesus, help me. Father, help me. My God and my Father, help me. You, the spiritual man, begin to thank God, begin to praise God, begin to ask God to fill you more. No. God will answer these three dimensions of prayer because He is here in our midst. Because the Lord our God is here in present, And he, in fact, He is waiting for us to ask anything in His name that He will do it. And God is here. He will answer. So Father, we, the carnal ones, O oh Lord our God, we confess this carnality. We confess, we empty ourselves of carnal behavior. We renounce these evil tendencies. We renounce pride. We renounce jealousy. We renounce envy and division. We renounce lustfulness. We renounce anxiousness, self-recognition, arrogance and pride. We renounce a holy life. We renounce lockdown and evil in our midst. We renounce lies and fake life. Lord Jesus... Receive us, empty us of this, wash us, sprinkle on us the clean water, wash us with the blood, cleanse us, oh God. Oh Rima Shama Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. Help us, Lord, renew us, Lord. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Prayer number two. I want you to raise up your hand. I want you also to stand up if you are not sick. Raise up your hand because we are going deep into prayer in order to receive Holy Ghost baptism. You will pray after me, My Lord God Almighty. I have had your word. I come to you now. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Empty me. Of all issues of, life, all issues of life, of all matters oh. occupying my heart, oh, my God, occupying including my heart. carnality, empty me, fill oh, me, O oh Lord, oh. with the light of your word. Of when King Uzziah died,
1: Isaiah
0: Uzziah Uzziah saw your glory.
1: Every Uziah in my life, (laughs) die in
0: the name of Jesus. Sprinkle me with clean water and wash me from all filthiness. Grant me a new heart,
1: a new zeal, a new glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Begin to pray
0: that prayer. My Father and my God have had your word. I have decided to come to you now. Empty me of all strife, of all matters of life, of everything that occupies my heart. Empty me now. I open my heart for emptying. I pour away everything that has been a hindrance for me to receive the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, empty me now. Wash me with clean water Wash me with the blood of Jesus Wash me with the power of the Holy Spirit Make me a new person Change my heart Change my life Change my situation Change my belief Change my trust Change my dependence Change me Make me a new Hey my Lord and my God Change me Change me Change me Have your way Change me
1: in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray. If you are sick in any way, we have prayed collectively for you. But right where you are now, you will stand by your seats. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. The power of God is here. The presence of God to heal is here. The Holy Spirit who heals is here. Just where you are now. Father in heaven. Lord. We receive our healing in the name of Jesus Christ. That same spirit. That moved in Jesus. That brought healing and virtue. And set free everyone who was oppressed of the devil. Right now, let your healing virtue flow through in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Let the power of God heal you. And be set free in the name of Jesus. And Lord, take the glory. And let your power begin a walk now. Begin a work of healing now. Every form of infirmity on the body, in the mind, and in the spirit will receive your healing virtue. Make manifest now in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Lord, heal everyone here, heal those who are at home, heal those who cannot be here, but their hearts are raised up unto you, heal them by virtue of your power, and let your word be sent to them now, and heal in the name of Jesus, and heal in the name of Jesus, and heal in the name of Jesus to Spirit of God in Jesus name we pray.